2: Find our free video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast
1: at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today on the show, we have a very special guest. Lindsay Davis is here with Jackson's Frog Foundation. Uh, Lindsay, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me today, Mandy. She's a friend. We go back, I don't know, years. Our kids were like (laughs) tiny, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. Tell us a little bit about your family. I want to dive right into this. So I've been married about 16 years, and I'm I met in
2: college, and um, got married when I finished college, and then we're just living your typical family life, trying to raise those young kids and the struggles we thought there were with that, but really so minor for what kind of light ahead for us. And mm-hmm. so we were adapting and adjusting and trying to work through all that with our two little ones that we had at the time, and um, we now actually have since had two more. So we have um, our kids, their ages are two-year-old, four-year-old, a nine-year-old, and then Jackson, who is now in heaven and he would be 11 years old
1: so i'm tearing up just thinking about it because i have all these images of jackson in my head <laughs> he loved yellow yes loved yellow oh. bright and cheerful and um, just like that little
2: guy always spreading some light yeah he loved frogs yeah
0: <laughs> well tell us jackson's story start yeah. from the beginning for those who are not familiar with your story and uh, tell us a little bit about his life and your family life
2: so Jackson, when he um, was around three and a half years old, everything seemed to be normal as much as normal can be with a, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. crazy, <laughs> rambunctious, <laughs> a crazy, crazy rambunctious little, you know, you got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, so normal. Like, yeah. so, like, you know. And so um, Jackson started having seizures oh. and within, you know, one week's time, we thought well, this seems, you know, odd. I think there's something going on here. And so they were just like a smaller seizure, but there was something definitely there. Went to the doctor, ended up with the neurologist. So on a Friday morning, um, our son is d- diagnosed with epilepsy epilepsy they, they determine he's definitely having seizures but instead of just going home with some medicine we need to get him under control so they sent us to go to the hospital and so we go over to the hospital we get admitted in and, and they tell us' they'll go ahead and do an MRI just to kind of make sure there's nothing else mm-hmm. going on there it's usually fine just procedure and so we went over there we did that and then we discovered our son had a brain tumor and so what we thought was just we we're gonna swing by and get some medicine yeah. we went from epilepsy in the morning to um, having a brain tumor at night Wow being admitted into the hospital and so so this, the struggles all started you know right there so Jackson they thought we were very grateful at the time they thought that the tumor was not cancerous but over a three-month period of time he had around 500 seizures oh my. and so they just could not get them under control we were maxing out on different medicines we were on multiple seizure drugs mm. those come with big side effects if you've ever had a kid in your life that um, has been on those medicines there's there's lots of side effects and things to deal with there you're messing with neurological things and so Jackson bless his heart we just couldn't get it under control and we had him so much medicine. And so finally, the seizures really forced our hand to go in and to do a brain surgery. And when we did brain surgery, it was discovered that Jackson had brain cancer. Oh, my goodness gracious.
0: I don't know what that would feel like, you know, the doctor
2: coming out and telling what they found. Walk us through that and what the next few days and weeks were like. So initially, Jackson's his surgery went to Houston for the surgery. They had a, a certain machine there. I'm not sure now if we have one in San Antonio, but it was a very precise um, machine and equipment that they had that, that we would be able to use. His tumor was right by the mobility area, mm. and so there was lots of concern for paralysis. Sure. The surgery that we would have, we needed to do the surgery because he was at a point where I mean there were there was a time at the hospital where they said, "Well, I had to just induce him into a coma until we can figure out." And so it was to where we needed to do something. And so we knew, so we were going to do the surgery with the risk of paralysis for our son being pretty high. So we went to Houston to get, to get as precise as possible. So um, the surgeon came in, he, you know, they told us how Jackson had come out, how he had given him a thumbs up, which is a huge mm. sign because, he you could know, move. he could yes. move. Yeah. And so it was a really big thing that he was able to move. And so we were rejoicing in that and rejoicing that the, the, the surgeon got it all. But it had come back and the initial pathology is cancer and yeah. Um, we were shocked. Like we just, you know we weren't expecting that. We were just thinking that we were preparing for one road. and mm-hmm. um, in some ways, it's, you know, for me, personally, I feel like, you know, to have everything at once, would have been a bigger blow and a lot harder to process I Mm -hmm. think God knew that I needed steps (laughs) and so I needed to go from epilepsy to brain tumor to brain cancer and those are the steps that we had and um, I'm grateful that all those seizures that I hated so much that forced Mm -hmm. our hand at surgery Mm -hmm. and I prayed and prayed why doesn't God intervene and now I look back and that was the intervention is to force us to do this surgery to get this out and I feel like to um, give Jackson then a better quality of life and time with him so that was the diagnosis It's, it's as awful as you imagine finding this out. I didn't even realize there were all these different types of brain cancer. I didn't realize the differences between chemo and radiation. I was basically completely naive to the whole cancer world. I mean, yes, it had hit people I knew, but you know, they were a lot older and it wasn't um, a thing that I had been directly involved in being a caretaker by any means in this situation and definitely not for a child.
0: So you find out he has cancer, brain cancer. They removed it. Were they able to remove it all? What was the result of all of this?
2: So they did they they were able to remove it all and but based on that um, we initially we got him right away into a treatment plan and we actually did a treatment it was a combination of we contacted hospitals all over the country so yeah. Jackson there was no advantage to, to take him to um, somewhere outside of Texas but we did find there was a St. Jude trial that was also had pieces that were part MD Anderson and then implemented through Texas Children's mm-hmm. so here we thought well gosh you know this is <laughs> here it is here's this trial and it has three of the top hospitals are working together collaborating yeah, for yeah. this so it was the best Sounds of the best great. that was Absolutely, out there. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was the best of the best. Absolutely, but e- even you know, looking at that, um, you know, you you just you try to cling to that and you try to just move forward and you're on sure, this map and sure. you're on this plan and so we jumped right into Jackson. Did we, had, we were told that if it came back that there had been no cure for like if it recurred. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to hit it with everything we could sure. the first time and yet you're signing away like a piece of paper and it's like the side effects aren't like these ones on like the little packet yeah. of pills like you're a going rash. to take it home. Yeah, yeah, no, It's, not, it's like, not like that. I mean, no, no. Like the, the side effects that are common are, you know, you're looking at like heart issues, hearing loss, you know, infertility. So here's my kid. I'm trying to save your life and I'm signing away that you will never have the ability to have a child mm. and it just seems so minor at the time because I just mm-hmm. want to save your life yeah but you know secondary cancers are very common it's like you you look at all the li- and it's like it doesn't matter all those things I'll take them if I can just have my child yes. here yes and so we jumped into radiation he had full brain and spine radiation he had a high dose chemo with stem cell rescue which mm-hmm. is like the bone marrow transplant unit mm-hmm. so um, completely wipe out your immune system to nothing and then have to like reboost and build that back up so Mm -hmm. um, we were we had to move to Houston for about eight months Mm -hmm. and so um, we did that and then um, came
1: back to San Antonio but pretty
2: soon after Jackson's cancer had already recurred.
1: you know watching you go through this I you know didn't have we weren't super close to where I was all walking alongside of you but I saw it on social media you walking through it and staying in touch with you that way and through prayer circles you know we were praying for you I just couldn't grasp first of all that this was happening to you somebody to a kid that i knew you know like you just it's hard to even grasp but then i saw jackson start collecting toys for kids on his on his unit and this became like his thing that he did he would take he would bless other kids with toys and it was so amazing to me to watch y'all go through this and i know behind closed doors it was probably horrible and pain and crying but y'all were like even in the midst of it you were like trying to bless other people through it and it was just so inspiring to me to kind of see that tell us about jackson and kind of his heart for that because i also remember at his memorial service there weren't flowers but there were mounds and mounds and mounds of toys to be delivered to other kids you know who were struggling which i'll never forget that site and that that was just so Jackson that that completely just encompassed
2: him. Um, when I was pregnant with him, we didn't figure out the gender. We decided to wait, and so we were so fascinated seeing the heart at an early stage. We nicknamed him the Heart, and Aww. that was his little nickname. And it Aww. just we had no idea how big that kid's heart would be and who all it would touch. And so I think for us, it, it would have been very easy to have been so consumed, and at times we were so consumed and overwhelmed yeah, by sure. ourselves and our situation and just in survival mode. And we didn't always do things the right way or make the best choices, course, but you know who led the way better than any of us was Jackson. And mm-hmm. so with Jackson, he just always, I mean, here's a kid, these kids go through more than you can imagine. I mean, Jackson's, here he was, you know, he just he turns four in this process. He's swallowing thousands of pills, Mm. he's you know, um, been through anesthesia over 50 times. Like he just, wow. you know, going through all these different things. And it's like um, carrying around, you know, a little emesis bag because he just got sick so often. Like that was just like a lovey or like a regular thing. Like Aww. you carry a backpack, you yeah. carry a, you know, a purse if you're a girl, you know, you're a cancer kid. You may just walk around with a, a, a little bag in case you get sick. And Aww. so it was just his way of life. He didn't let him stop him one, one bit. That the inside of Jackson, his scans never match, matched the outside. Mm. He just always, that's what brought him the most joy. And they say giving is the best medicine. And for Jackson, it just really was. He'd always find different ways he'd want to, um, when he'd get better enough that he wasn't like had to be confined in the bed or confined in his room, he wanted to go out and do stuff for the other kids. Amazing.
0: I remember our group, our mobs group, making blankets because he had said that it was cold during chemo Mm -hmm. and he wanted blankets for the other kids. And I, I never met him. I didn't know you. And I was so moved by... The thoughtfulness in the moment, like you're saying, thinking outside of yourself as your whole world is being consumed
1: by this. I can imagine. I mean, Jackson is a celebrity where we are. Like people yes, know him. It's true. When I wear my Team Jackson shirt, like, uh, you know, 30 minutes from here where I live, I'll get stopped. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, know, you know Jackson. You know the yes. Frog Foundation. <laughs> like, yes, yes, I do know that. <laughs> like he's got a reputation, man. Yes, he does. Even with the blankets, like that was the
2: thing. The the hospital, the Proton Center in Houston, because a lot of places already had blankets. Uh-huh. of different things, but the Proton Center did not have someone there. It's a separate part of MD Anderson. It's actually down okay. the street, oh. and so people give lots to MD Anderson, but since they're kind of think of it as like a satellite location mm-hmm. – they just weren't that wasn't passing through to them and so that was something that we identified while we were through treatment there and so at the time um, that was a need that they had and so they were wanting some blankets and so Jackson got so into that and loved helping make those that even when he was on hospice care Mm -hmm. and he had lost his um, mobility and his vision and so he was really like you had to carry him into the living room to set him Mm -hmm. down on a special little chair and he couldn't see anymore but one night he was chanting blanket blanket (laughs) (laughs) and so I brought that little dude Aww. one of those blankets and he couldn't see so i had cut holes where so he could feel along where the hole was cuz he couldn't see Aww. he'd feel along for the hole and he'd push the little string through Aww. and he'd feel along for the hole and he'd push the string through as he you know here he was like it's his last weeks and that's what he he wanted to be making blankets for other kids. He wanted to be doing stuff for other kids. And so some of the things that he founded and started and a lot of things of kind of where we landed and things we do today come from ideas that Jackson had and needs that have been identified from having walked this path.
1: Yeah. So he passed away near Thanksgiving, right? right?
2: Yeah, so Which I say was very appropriate that Jackson would go to heaven on around a holiday that you give thanks and it's something about being appreciative and grateful for the things you have because for Jackson, even though things, we base so much of our joy based on circumstances and for Jackson, it was even 24 hours before he passed away. He had a smile on his face. And so looking at all the things that he was going through, it just was amazing to see that he could still um, be grateful. He could still find joy. And I mean, I I tell you that's a struggle for me and I think a lot of people is we look at our circumstances or we um, have a a hard time seeing the good, finding the good, chase Mm -hmm. the good, pursue the things that you know are joyful and realize that if we put our joy in the right place and for Jackson he just had his joy in Jesus and if you put your joy there and you let your joy come from there then other people and circumstances and his conditions as he had different deficits that didn't matter.
1: Well, and, you know, kids learn from watching us and just hearing you talk about how God provided these little things for you. I'm just looking at you in awe because I think I would be like cursing God and be like, why me? And this Mm. is awful. And Mm -hmm. you, you are the God of the universe. You could have stepped in here, you know, and I'm sure those emotions have been had. But you're finding where God has walked you through this in a way that you could handle and process it. And I just I think that just speaks volume about your faith and your relationship with Jesus. I really do. And I, I'm sure that Jackson was the person he was because he saw that modeled in your home? Even though you probably didn't even realize you were doing it, you were finding the joy in the in the little things. You know? We're a work in progress. I think Jackson might have let us more than we know,
2: <laughs> but we try. You know, he he was born a little, he was little different. He was, he was born special, but um, we're we're all trying.
0: Yeah, you know, as you're explaining all this and all that, you had to process. Um, I think about you are not the only people in the household. And your whole yeah. world all of a sudden was turned upside down. Attention, time, energy, emotions, everything changed in a moment. And so I'm wondering if you can explain to us a little bit about what those conversations look like with your other kids and between you and your spouse uh, as well. How
1: do you help them process yeah, this? It's
0: just so much to process as an adult. You, you're,
1: not a, you're having trouble processing yes, it. And
2: right. And all these right. Mm-hmm. And so this is um, an area that I'd say... You know, people always look at the patient, everything that the patient's going through. But cancer, it is so hard on the siblings because, and for the whole family as a unit, because all of a sudden now, no matter how you do it, it's like it could be, you know, some of the family had to travel for treatment and some of the spouse and the kids had to be left behind because Mm -hmm. you had to make whatever could work happen. And sometimes it's, you know, you all stayed here, but you're gone at the hospital all the time. And so it's, you know, there's a lot of things going on there. The, The parents are trying to you know, save a child's life. And so yeah. that takes a lot of yeah. energy and time. And you don't mean to be not showing as much love and support to the one that's healthy. But just by default, you got to be at the hospital. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and yeah. so absolutely. So it's just a really hard situation. But for the siblings, um, that's a big hit is that they're all of a sure. sudden trying, you know, their world has been rocked, too. They're concerned about their sibling they're concerned about you know their parents and where you know they're you know wanting to figure out the th- these things out so for us at the time we just had the two children we just had Jackson and then our daughter and so there was you know something some they were very young and so a lot of this stuff comes down to age mm. and how you have these discussions comes comes down to an age piece and so there is um, a really cute little video that um, I think does a great job that's by the um, American Childhood Cancer Organization organization and if you go on their website it has different resources of lots of things they have books for different ages they have um, this video i was speaking about and they have even books for like a sibling that is how to talk to that sibling then on it's how it uh, about their their brother or sister yes, being diagnosed yes. with cancer and so there's lots of different resources there's even some in spanish oh that's great in texas that is you know very useful and what is this organization again it's so the website is a c c o org okay and the video that I'm referring to that's great for younger kids is called Paul and the dragon and I'll tell you this even though and it's t- you know it shows this you know kind of walks through in illustrations of you know the, the little boy is um, it shows the dragon. The doctor is kind of you know this is this dragon and you have this dragon inside of you and then it has mm-hmm. the things it shows little things come in and they're like these little blue blobs and then there's like a chemo one and so it's how the medicines are trying to like fight the dragon and ultimately the chemo get in there and mm-hmm. then and it walks through some of the like side effects that the kid may experiences but all in like a very kid, friend, kid friendly yes, way. Yes. Now mm-hmm. now here's the thing it it is done so well but this is where at the end of the day you just got to give yourself grace. Whatever you're trying to do, you're just trying to talk to your kids and, yeah. and, and do what yes. you can. So um, recently a, a mom shared with us how you know we were at a camp that we sponsor for families that lost a child to cancer. And we were talking a little on this topic and she was saying how she had, they had done this Paul and the Dragon the first time. And so when her son's cancer came back, he was real young. And she said, you know, the, the you know the dragon. And so she was just trying to figure out, she said, the dragon had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and her kid was like, oh, how cute, a baby. And she's like, no. An ugly and baby. So I think you just got It's like anything else in life. You know, we're just trying to figure out. You got to give yourself grace. I mean, I'll Absolutely. say. And you, you got to realize, too, for kids, like they... They just they bounce in and out of stuff totally different from us. So I'll say with our kids, um, with Jackson, we actually did not go into a big talk of, like, you have cancer, and this is what cancer is, and this is the things. Because really, at Jackson's age, I mean he was around three and a half when things started. He was about five and a half when he went to heaven. And we just felt like, for our family... We definitely talked about him being sick. We talked about different things with that. Mm -hmm. But whatever name you wanted to put on it didn't necessarily matter to our family. It was just more so like these are things and we're getting better. Now, the word was used in front of him. But where it gets tricky, too, is unfortunately in society, people like to project onto others. Mm. And so um, what we found to be tricky is... And I know this isn't uncommon, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but people would find out, you know, oh, your son has cancer oh my uncle died of that oh yes. my grandma died yes. of that yeah. oh and it's like they immediately go to first of all an adult situation but second of all like my kid is standing right here and yes. they just don't even realize yeah. it's like they want to all of a sudden and I think it's just a, like a lost for words moment and they don't know what to say they don't know what to say but yeah. let's just back up a minute if, if something that you're going to say is not projecting a positive yeah. let's just keep it in yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if you don't in have situation <laughs> you know it's like this is definitely one of these ones I mean that that's a big thing to throw out there and so we found that that was hard, but kids will go in and out and so even like with our daughter, I'll tell you things obviously our conversations go a little deeper and we won't get into all this today, but I'm um, having lost a child, there were things sure. and stuff with like that and so as we got towards the end with Jackson, we felt like we need to tell our daughter something more than he's just really sick and yeah. we're going to these doctors and so you know we felt like I mean, what if he's not healed here on Earth and mm-hmm. he's healed in Heaven? We mm-hmm. we need to maybe so when he prepare, was on kind of yes, prepare yeah. in some way. And so when he was on hospice care, we just felt like we didn't want to look back and her be like, "Well, did you ever say or did I even know or it I don't know." Gone, and so yes. so yes. you don't, yeah. I don't know the right or wrong way. There's no manual for this stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to talk to her some. So she was at the time, you know, three and a half. Bless her heart. And yeah. So you know, so we're trying to talk to her about you know just you know we're still praying for Jackson to be you know healed here and that God can do miraculous things mm-hmm. but sometimes God heals people to he has them come live with him and he heals them that way and mm-hmm. so um you know so we're we're trying to have this talk with her and you know I won't you know the, the details of the different things, but I'll just tell you. Here we are. We're feeling like gosh, we've really put it out there. we were all worried about having this conversation. And she goes, "Can I go play now?" Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that
2: awesome. And we thought, "Oh my gosh, we totally like we she she didn't get it. She missed it. But you know what?" She did. Yes. She was. She that that night. Out. That night, she wanted to. All of a sudden, the hospital bed was pushed up against our bed, mm-hmm. and she started sleeping in what we'd call the crack. It was yes. literally the spot oh. between where the hospital bed and our bed would meet because she wanted the <laughs> closest spot to her brother, oh. and she would go and she'd spend more time in there. Mm-hmm. And so, even when you feel like. Gosh I try to put it out there like I think they I think they missed it. It's like just just have hope and faith that something something there was absorbed and their minds just work different than ours. They will go in and out and even with like a grief piece, you see it. They go in and out. They can be so low
1: and five seconds later be on top of the mountain. It's just how they work. So tell us about you form Jackson's Frog Foundation. Tell us all the work you're doing, how we can get involved, how we can serve. I mean, I know my kids have come to a few events where we're packing things together for you and you have it all so organized. And you're like, okay, kids, do this, pack it up. We're going to send it off to these people. Um, Tell us how we can get involved. So there's different
2: ways. I think sometimes... Some of our things, it's hard because the kids are immunocompromised that we serve. And so it can't always be a thing where you can go out and actually directly serve and interact with the kids. And so like Mandy's saying, there have been times where we've done things where it's like you come and you help put together like the smile bags or the things Mm -hmm. that we're going to then pass off to the hospital. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we'll take care of passing them off. Sure. We do have things sometimes, especially for, you know, older kids. We just did our fall festival this past weekend and we had 117 kids come that includes siblings and so with that um, we have it's a big private fall festival just for these families and so it's a wonderful event we do you know different you know carnival booth type stations prizes a prize walk. there's a pumpkin patch they get a picture with a professional photographer there's you know a face painting, balloons, you know, all all sorts of different things that we had there. We had the Incredibles come. And so it's always a big time for them. But things like that, sometimes we do have events where we need some hands-on volunteers. Mm -hmm. And so that was a perfect example of, uh, you know, sometimes we we do ask for some volunteers for some different events. And so I think just staying in touch with us to see kind of what's coming up. If it's something that your family has an interest in serving, um, you can always reach out to us. And I don't know, do the website is a great resource right yes. it's jackson's frog foundation yes and this the j a x o n s jackson's frog foundation or you can do jackson's frog foundation at yahoo.com to email okay. Us. okay and so but but a big thing that a lot of people do just on their own is we've had, you know, multiple kids that have just said, hey, for my, for my birthday this year or not even for a birthday, just, you know, I want to go sell lemonade this weekend and I want to use the money towards something for the hospital kids or the kids with cancer. Yes. And I just, I encourage you, there's such a big piece of kids helping kids that we sometimes miss in society. It's like Jackson proved that there's no age minimum yes. to kindness and doing things. And yeah. so there's something that all kids can do. And so whether it be something that it's you know you're helping them to do something like that to raise a little yeah. money. And then I say take it a step further. So you know my daughter one year she wanted to do this, she wanted to raise money for you know the cancer kids and for Jackson's Frog Foundation. But we actually took and she did the stand that week and she made the money. And then I took her to the store to buy prizes for the prize walk. And so she got to actually see, because she was at that fall festival, Mm -hmm. she got to see the little girl go up in the little wheelchair and cling on to this... Doll yes, that my that daughter had, had picked, picked out yes. and that she had raised the money and paid for. So she had ownership of that whole process. So I think for your kid, it's not just the, like raising some money and doing something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a big thing. I mean, look, glow sticks are great. They're the Dollar Tree. Yeah. Yes, you know, yes, it's like little things little matter. Things. So your kid doesn't have to make that much money to go down to the Dollar Tree mm-hmm. and pick out some different items mm-hmm. and know, hey, these are going to, you know, kids at the yeah, hospital. So
1: absolutely. I feel like you have you're so inspiring, and, mm-hmm. I, and the thing is, you don't realize it. You're so humble yes. in in your walk. I love that, which is amazing. I always think of Deuteronomy twenty three five. God turned the intended curse into a blessing, and, and I mean, cancer is definitely a curse. There's no doubt about it. Mm. But to see you taking this awful thing that happened, blessing others with a smile on your face. It's just, it's inspiring and we can all learn from it. So thank you for sharing your story and being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM 630, The Word. You are
2: not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find
1: our free video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?